test, testing, test. Good, okay. Good morning. We are continuing with our Nest Sermon Series. Today is Incubation of an Egg. Incubation of an Egg. Last week we talked about building of the nest. As you can see on our Nest Sermon Series, our stage decor has been altered. We have all the, uh, the moss, the, the twigs, the everything is in there. But now we have a bird on the nest on our stage decor. How cute was it last week when we saw... Um, Emmy put the little moss in there. Was that so adorable? <laughs> oh my goodness. That was so, I kept talking. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> I know you're saying something good, but I'm going to watch the little girl put the thing in. <laughs> oh my goodness. We are continuing with our Nest Sermon Series looking at um, really the life of a believer and a pastor in the illustration of a a nest, a bird. Um, And this week, we're looking all about the egg sitting in the nest. We are going to be primarily parked inside of Luke chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, open to Luke 5. This is is the scripture reading today. Um, I like this word, but I also like the story. I, I was always kind of drawn to the story in, in Sunday school. It's kind of a, one of those bizarre church stories you learn when you're a kid, and you're like, that's in the Bible? <laughs> it's so weird. Why did they cut a hole in that guy's roof and put a man down through it? You know, it's just, it's a, it's a quirky story, but it illustrates the kingdom of God so well. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 On one of the days while Jesus was teaching, some proud religious law keepers and teachers of the law were sitting with him. Whoever's writing this, you know, you can really tell they just love (laughs) religious leaders. (laughs) They had come from every town in the countries of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was there to heal them. Some men took a man who was not able to move his body to Jesus. He was carried on a bed. They looked for a way to take the man into the house where Jesus was, but they could not find a way to take him in because of so many people. So they made a hole on the roof over where Jesus stood. Then they let the bed with the sick man down on it, down before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, friend, your sins are forgiven. The teachers of the law and the proud religious law keepers thought to themselves, who is this man who speaks as if he is God? Who can forgive sins but only God? Jesus knew what they were thinking. He said to them, why do you think this way in your hearts? Can we we just pause really quick right there? Just just take a a moment. Um, Something that I want to point out that's that's just a tangent, a sidetrack, a derailing of this sermon is God hears our deepest hearts and our thoughts. Things that we're we're going through that's it's echoing inside of our heart that the deepest things that we could ever ponder on, God hears and he knows. I think that's so encouraging just right there. The, The toughest pain that we ever will go through, Jesus feels it and he hears it. 
of something to remember. Encouraging. Well, I guess it could be scary if <laughs> who can for, who can forgive sins but God only? Jesus knew what they were thinking. He said to them, "Why do you think this way in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk, so that you may know the Son of Man has the right and the power on earth to forgive sins." He said to the man who could not move his body, "I say to you, get up, take your bed." And go to your home. At once the sick man got up in front of them. He took his bed and went to his home thanking God. All those who were there were surprised and gave thanks to God saying, We have seen very special things today. I think that's one of the the coolest stories. Maybe not to the homeowner because they cut a hole in his roof. But to everyone else, <laughs> it was really cool. We're, we're looking at really the egg part of the nest this week. It's, it's, it's all focused about the egg. We all understand the bird lays the egg, and the egg sits there, and eventually it hatches. But there's a season where the egg is just there. Um, and I want to parallel it to something. So number one, laying an egg. So go with me just for a moment in this illustration. It's it's a it's a little it's a little stretched, but it's it's it'll pull together and it's gonna make a lot of sense in a moment. Jesus was laying an egg, if you will. He was a bird, and the egg was the early church. That's, that's kind of the, the loose illustration of this. Jesus is a bird. He's laying, laying this egg. And the whole concept of this illustration, this sermon series, it translates down to, as pastors, we are following Jesus, and we're saying, follow us as we follow Jesus. And the illustration passes down to, we are like a bird laying an egg, which represents our church. So that's kind of the illustration we're going with here. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, it's not in the notes, but it just says, follow me as I follow Jesus. That's, the, that's the, the, really the concept. It's really interesting because as Jesus was preaching the word, in this illustration of Jesus is like a bird laying this egg. He's trying to build this early church. You have these people that are paralleled. You have this group of people who believe in Jesus and who are buying into it and who get it and who just, just receive it. They show up with this mat because they want to see their friend healed. But then you have this other group of people who are showing up to prove Jesus is wrong and who don't believe in it and are just angry at him. Why? Because Jesus is showing up saying, hey, everything you're doing is kind of wrong. You're really just manipulating people and getting their money and living nice. And they don't like that because they're like, well, we like our lifestyle. And it's like, um, okay. And so you have this, this paralleling where these people are buying into it and they're saying, I believe in Jesus and I'm going to see a miracle, so I'm going to do this. And these people are, well, I'm frustrated and I don't like you, but I'm going to show up. And Jesus saying, this, this is what you need to be like. You, you, you need to come under me, and I need to raise you up into this 
egg-like thing. I need to develop you. I need to raise you. I need to build you. Because we would all start as eggs at one point. None of us started as a bird. No pastor on this planet was ever just born a pastor. They were born. They raised up. They, they had to start somewhere. They were an egg at some point being discipled and raised. And at one point, they spread their wings, flew, and now they're raising up others into the kingdom of God. So, that rain is coming down crazy right now, huh? That's really, people on the podcast are like, what? <laughs> what rain? <laughs> so it's interesting because between the two groups of people, there's really three differences. There's three things, three separations, three items that are separating them from really becoming the egg of Jesus, if you will, this early church, from not being that. And so we look at it, and I, I really just pulled out the opposite three characteristics that are describing as these church leaders. So if you have your Bible, open up, because the first one it says is, on, on one of the days while Jesus was teaching some proud religious, pr proud the first aspect of really becoming like an egg, if you will, is being humble. A, humble. Man, it's so crazy, that rain. Humble. Because if you think you know it all, how can you expect someone to teach you anything? That's what's going on here. They're like, listen, Jesus, I studied for five years. I got it. Jesus like, <laughs> you do, because I've been sitting above the earth for however millions of years looking down, and it looks like you don't. <laughs> he has a few more days on us. It's crazy. And all, a lot of times, the difference between us being discipled and not being discipled is our pride, because we're like, you know what? Listen, I've been a Christian longer. I, I know this better. Ooh. Last time I heard, something comes before a fall. And you don't want to do that. Humble. Really, the first thing we have to look on, and when we want Jesus to cover us and, and go over us, and when we want pastors to build us up and raise up and discipleship to happen and, and to come together and all this, is to be humble. We need to be humble first. Going back to the verse, one of the days while Jesus was teaching, some proud religious law keepers and teachers of the law were sitting by him. Second aspect is close in heart. Close in heart. I want to elaborate on this one because it's easy as a, as a person who goes to church to think, you know what? I'm close to this religion because I go. The, the issue with these religious leaders was they were close in proximity, but not close in heart. They were like, I'm by Jesus. What more do you want? I'm in the front row. It's good. <laughs> their body was there, but their heart wasn't. That's, that's the issue here. Jesus is saying, if, if you want to develop, if you want to come under me, you can't just be next to me. You have to be here in, my, in the heart, too. We have even further evidence of all the disciples 
Judas was there all the time, but his heart was far from it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to live my life like a Judas. I want to live my life, maybe not even like a Peter, because he, he had some rough patches. <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to be a disciple. I want to follow after Jesus, and I, I want to have close proximity, not just physically to be there all the time, but in my heart, I want to say, man, my heart is open God all the time, all the time. Going back to the scripture, on, the, on one of the days while Jesus was teaching, some of the proud religious law leaders and teachers of the law were sitting by him. They had come from every town in the countries of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. The third point is willing to move. I'm not saying go home, close out your mortgage. That's not what I'm getting at here. Willing to move as in, I'm willing to come hear Jesus but then I'm willing to take Jesus away from this place with me. Willing to move, not as in I'm just going to come show up, hear Jesus, and I'm good to go, and now I'm going to head back, but it's having a heart of I'm ready to move how you want me to move, God. If you want me to do this, I will do this. If you want me to go here, I will go here. It's this attitude of movement. See, this religious law leaders had the concept of movement, but it stopped once they found Jesus. That was, that was the finish line. But the interesting thing is the parallel of the other group of people, they came to see their friend healed, and their starting line was at Jesus. How do we know that? Because they brought their friend to be healed so he can start walking. Their intention was, I need him to start walking so he can start walking after this. There was a movement attitude of, I start at Jesus, I don't finish at Jesus. And that's what I, I really believe that's an epidemic in the church of, I just need to get to Jesus, period, and then I'm done. No, I think we start with Jesus. I think we start with Jesus. I think our, our lives in, on earth and in heaven is a, a grand scheme of movement, of worship. Just a side note, please start enjoying worship now because that's what eternity is. <laughs> if you don't like it right now, I can't begin to tell you there's more in heaven other than worshiping the God of gods. So laying an egg, it's, it's all about our response. It's, it's, are we humble? Are we close in heart? Are we willing to be an egg underneath Jesus? Are we willing to be an egg under our mentors, under our disciples, under our pastors? Number two, tending an egg. Tending an egg. In a bulk of my research on eggs, I found one thing in common across almost all the species of bird. There's a lot of difference in nuances if you look at eagles versus robins versus whatever. There's a lot of differences. But one of the most common things is an egg cannot survive on its own pretty much it that's that's the commonality an egg on its own will not survive it'll either die because it gets too cold it'll die because it's swallowed up by a snake it'll die because of something else it cannot survive on its own so how how do we as eggs under a mentor under a pastor under jesus survive what's what's our role in that 
does that look like? A, covered in prayer. Covered. One of the core elements of of a bird to an egg is it's always covered. I don't even need to explain that. We all know what a bird does with an egg. It covers it. It is covered, and the illustration pulls through, of covered in prayer. There's a covering that happens of protection. And the crazy thing is when, when we're not, when we're an egg, but we're unwilling to connect and say, this is what I need prayer in, we miss out in being covered in prayer. We have to be covered. As an egg, I not only am a bird for this church in bringing covering, but I'm also an egg, too, of saying, listen, I have pastor friends, and I need you to cover me in prayer. I have mentors, and I'm like, I can't survive without you covering me in prayer. I can't do it. We have to be covered. And and I kind of want to take a a tangent on that, too. Not only do we have to be covered, but we have to have the openness and willingness to see if an egg is out in its open and it's not being covered. Are you willing to say, you know, I'm going to step in and I might not be able to cover that person forever, but I can cover them right now in prayer and I can bring them into the nest. Because we... Let's not let our friends and family be devastated by the devourer. Number two, all these are kind of protection items, but number two is protected by the nest. The nest represents the community of the church. You know, an egg's best protection is literally the environment it dwells in, the nest. An egg's survivability, sitting in a nest versus sitting on the grass in the yard, is exponentially better in the nest than it is just sitting randomly out in the open. Because when we're connected in a nest, we're covered, we're connected, we're, we're all in it together. Protected by the nest. And what's crazy is, is it's like so evident that being away from a nest, even in real life, outside of the illustration, when it's like, you know what, I'm busy in life, I'm going to go away, and all of a sudden, like, everything just starts going wrong, as if God's saying, listen, I'm giving you little warnings right now, get back connected, what are you doing? The enemy is coming, just get connected, <laughs> I'm going to have these things and it's like, oh, well, you know, now I'm just tired, so uh, I'm dealing with all these things. I better just stay disconnected. No, that's the time to press in and get connected even more. Because we need to be connected by the nest. We need to be connected in the church to be protected, to be surrounded. And see, I've already said the word connected a million times, but it's always connected. Covered in prayer, protected by the nest and always connected. They're all very similar. 
but this one was a little bit unique. It's always connected. I, I've in the research I found that do you know with eagles when they lay their eggs, they lose a patch of feathers on their their stomach area. Did you know that? It's so that the eagle can be vulnerable in one spot to have a full connection to the egg to transfer as much heat as it can so the egg can continue to develop. In a church, one of the most important things we need to do is be connected, not just with a buffer in between us, but in the vulnerability to say, listen, here's what I need to go, here's what I'm going through, and I need a a full connected covering over it. It's like, it's easy to give like those easy prayer requests of like, you know what, um, can you pray that, uh, you know, my tire doesn't pop on the road? And it's like, that's like, uh, okay, I think we all want that prayer. <laughs> it's like, yes. But there's a, it's a deeper level in saying, man, I'm really going through this, and I'm just going to be vulnerable because I need someone lifting it up and be fully connected. I don't need to buffer in between us, but I trust you enough to be connected to you. Number three. Number three developing in the egg. This was this is kind of bizarre research to me. Uh, I I sidetracked way too far on this one. <laughs> but I was looking at how the egg when the the baby bird was inside of it developing, did you know it it's there's no external additives once the egg is out. You don't crack open the egg and put more stuff in it, right? All the nutrients are already there. Everything that's going to be in the egg is finished being in the egg. It's sealed. It's completely done. And yet there's development in it, but it's separated from everything else. So how do we develop? A, use what you got. You know, it's, it's so easy to blame everything and everyone else when we feel like we're not at the place we should be at. It's like, ugh, well, if I only had this, if I only won the lottery, this would be different. Well, maybe God doesn't want you to win the lottery because he wants you to use what he's given you. Use what you got. In the egg, <laughs> it, would, it would kill the bird if it opened up the shell and gave it what they thought it needed. And that's what's crazy. You cannot open up the eggshell and give it extra things because it will kill it. And sometimes God holds back things in our life just to say, this isn't the season. I'm not going to give it to you because it will kill you. You think you might want it, but I know you can't have it. Just like with a parent to a child. (laughs) Sorry, I I had a vivid illustration imagery just flashed my mind right now with Oliver loving like he okay he loved the idea of guns okay loved the idea of all things guns all things on the movies and television shows he has a nerf gun he plays around with it and I know that you know someday I want to take him to a shooting range and and we'll go to shoot range this is not his season for that (laughs) at all how do I know? Because the Nerf darts go in people's eyes all the time. <laughs> it goes in his own eyes all the time. <laughs> it's 
it's not the season. When God is developing us and we're, we're in this season of our lives, he has given us everything we need. Don't, don't allow a lie from the enemy to seep in saying, if I only had this and if I only had that. No, God gave you everything you need. Everything you need is right there. It might not look like what you think it should look like, but it's there. Developing in the egg, B, stay planted. I don't know if I've ever seen an egg sitting in a nest, hop on out of a nest, roll over to another nest, and be like, you know what, I think I wanna I think I wanna be in this nest. Just stay planted. You're in a short season that you're connected to. Stay planted. See, grow through time. I think one of the most devastating things in every single person, you can, you can label pastors, leaders, disciplers, believers, new Christians, everyone, is when they think they finished developing and they think it's their time to platform themselves and be like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm done. <laughs> I, I study for a night, I'm ready to go. No, we grow through time. It's God's timing of when he platforms us and says, all right, you're done cooking. Now it's time to go. Grow through time. Don't ever allow yourself to lie to yourself saying, you know what, I'm done. I know it all. I'm good. I have arrived. That's, That's when devastation can happen. Don't ever kid yourself that you are not done growing. Don't don't ever allow it. I try to look at little things throughout the day just to say, man, I want to use this as a growth opportunity. Because my attitude severely changes when I look at it as a growth opportunity than a, woe is me, my life is horrible. How can I grow from this? That's what I'm really getting at here. Everything that happens how can, how can God speak to me through this thing or this person or this atrocious whatever? I want to grow. God will speak if we listen. Grow. Don't give up. You're still growing. I just love this concept of Jesus sitting in this packed out house with two groups of people. One group just not getting it and one group getting it. I don't know what side you're on or where you've been at. Maybe you just have been showing up with bitterness towards Jesus saying, do something, do something, do something. But I want to this whole message today is to convince you saying, listen, show up to grow. Show up to see God move, but to mo- go from there. The, the end goal of a bird coming out of an egg is not to awaken, but it's to soar. A bird's end goal is to not live out its life in that nest, 
sitting around for that mama bird, that mama bird is gone after a couple weeks. It does not stick around going, let's be friends, let's blah, blah, blah. No, they're like, it's time to soar. And eventually, if they don't go, they're like, see ya. <laughs> Pushed out of the nest. <laughs> I hope you can fly. Because that's, that's our end goal. It's, it's not to sit there and go, woe is me. I'm, you know, I'm not. No, it's to grow for more. We are called to live this life out. And we are called to soar like wings on eagle. I'm messing up that verse completely. <laughs> soar like on wings of eagle. I don't know. Whatever. We're going to get that verse next week. All right. It's part of next week's message. <laughs> but that's, that's our end goal. It's to grow right now because God is developing us. He's working in us. We might be underdeveloped in this egg right now, but it's a seasonal thing. And we're going to start soaring. And we're going to start seeing God move. I'm so excited for it. This next season of our church is just revolutionary. It's awesome. Let's pray. Lord, continue speaking to us. Continue growing us. Continue letting us have this 